When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome back to Bigfoot Collectors Club, the show where we talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal history and share stories of what, Bryce? High strangeness. That's right, my friend. I'm your host, Michael McMillan. Uh, That was your other host. Bryce Johnson. And with us, as always, is super producer... Riley Bray. Ooh, boy, you're sending shivers up and down my spine, Briley. <laughs> Sounding warm tonight. Mm-hmm. Must be that sultry summer heat. Uh, as we all know, it's wet, hot alien summer, too. Summer abduction. And sadly, we're entering the final few weeks of our summer event. It, it's unbelievable. It feels like it only kicked off yesterday. It flew by like a classic CS. Yes, that's right. A classic <laughs> a classic saucer. <laughs> I'm, I'm cringing for our guest. She must be like, what the <laughs> fuck did I get well, myself into? Fortunately, no, no. we can't see her and nobody else can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing. Cringe I'm laughing. <laughs> um, well, we'll bring her in officially in just a moment. Uh, Guys, let's just clean this clubhouse real quick, shall we? Um, Sure. There are only a few more weeks left to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts before this summer ends. And if we hit our goal of 1,000 five-star reviews, we will record the long and anciently prophesized BCC Jet Ski Special. As of this recording, we are standing at... 864 reviews. That's just 136 reviews shy of reaching our goal. Guys, you are stepping up. You are making it happen. We went from a 4.8 to a 4.9. You are fighting the darkness. You are beating those stormtroopers back to Starkiller Base and blowing it up. We love it. Very Michael analogy yeah. right there. Uh, <laughs> it's consistent with where we started this summer. Um, sure. Bryce, why don't you read one of those five-star reviews that we got? Because as, as, as our club scouts all know, if you, read, if you write us a five-star review, we might read it on the air like this one. Yes, I have seen the other side says Doug from Bayonne. Five stars. Came for the spooky stories. Stayed for the Bigfoot is extra-dimensional entity. 
If you're looking for sophomoric humor, well-researched phenomenon, and or kisses, this is the pod for you. Michael, Bryciel, and Rysiel are the perfect hosts. A star for each of these hunks, and two more for a future with jet skis. Five stars, and Godspeed. Yay! I think it's supposed to be... Michael, Michael Breichel, Breichel, and Reichel. Reichel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that, make, that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah that makes more sense. Listen, you know what, uh, Doug from Bayonne? We bombed the joke at the table read. That probably means it's not going to make it into the episode. We're I sorry. Gave, yeah, we'll, I gave we'll Riley and I like angel names, like Gabriel and Riley Yeah, That could be my Sayel. That sounds good. Yeah. Although I guess Michael's already an angel name, so it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> thank you, Doug from Bayonne, and thank you for being a patron. We appreciate it. Um, so look, you guys will have until September 15th to get these reviews up. That's when we officially end Wet Hot Alien Summer 2 with a special BCC live episode, September 15th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We That's are right. partnering up with our friends over at Ludo, a special event space for uh, a special live show straight from the virtual BCC Clubhouse. We're going to end Wet Was 2 Summer Abduction altogether. Um, and I'm very excited about this. We'll be recording the show in real time. Respond to your questions and comments as you experience the unedited sophomoric bliss of BCC. Plus, you're going to have a chance to stick around after the show and book a one-on-one backstage hangout sesh with me, your old pal, Michael. Ooh, um, I might have to get one of those. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I know. It's been a while since we've had some one-on-one time, Bryce, <laughs> honestly. Uh, so to purchase your tickets, please go to live.ludo2use.gg slash bcc. These links are going to be in our link tree on all our social medias, in case you didn't write that down. Uh, and we will announce whether or not the BCC jet ski special will happen. Yeah, Guys. it only takes a few seconds if you need to write those reviews. Stop driving if you're on the freeway. Stop looking at your kids. <laughs> Stop working if you're at work. And just go online to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. That's we all know, you got to do. We know. Guys, listen. We have statistics, okay? We know that most of you are listening to this show on apple podcasts okay so just scroll down on that app give us a little five-star review and it's not to say that we don't love the rest of you who are not we love yeah. you guys trust us we love you so much but for whatever yeah. reason this is the world we live in and this is what we need to get the show out to more people okay we love everybody okay. we love all our club scouts that's it that's it no more pandering let's pander no that's further right. let's bring in our guest <laughs> well shall pander i'm no not further. done yet right i'm not <laughs> oh, done yet oh. Oh, because sorry, I gotta yeah, remind so everybody go, so. not to, to to not forget to check out the parallel dimension of Bigfoot Collectors Club over at our Patreon BCC the other side where you will get to three to five bonus episodes every month, including a special special live video episodes, but not our upcoming BCC live show. The video for that episode will only be available for those of you who join us live Wednesday September fifteenth at nine p.m. Eastern Standard Time for our grand finale uh, to Wet Hot Alien Summer 2 Summer Reduction. So please do not miss it. Okay, now it's time. Let's bring in our guest. She is an actor and a comedic performer who you may have seen in wonderful shows like It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I think you should leave with Tim Robinson, uh, which is hilarious. Cough and flop. Everybody loves that. And What We Do in the Shadows. You can also see her in the new comedy King Knight Club Scouts of All Timelines. Please Welcome to the show, 
Kate Comer. It sounded like we were howling at the moon there for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Very exciting. We should do that. We should do we should do like a new Club Scout werewolf howl for everybody that comes in instead of a salute. It's on brand. I like it. Yeah. I like it feels you, like a spooky intro. It is. <laughs> it feels like the you know, we're, get, we're getting closer to the spooky season, Kate. I mean, you've obviously been on a vampire show. Mm-hmm. Are you into werewolves as well? Is that something that's in your oeuvre? Oh, I've never thought much about it, to be honest. Yeah, I mean <laughs> I'm like going through my my history of thought with werewolves. I mean, sure, I think that's interesting. I, I no I twilight, no never twilight phase. <sighs> no, I'm not a twilight person. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I know people love it, but I haven't been. That didn't quite work, do it for me. Um, but there's. I like, think that makes four of us. <laughs> um, okay, good. <laughs> I was trying to be I hate, gentle. <laughs> I hate to tell you. I got into oh, Twilight a little I bit. I think that makes three of us. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's just a superhero story with vampires. It's, you know, I'm sure. going to watch any of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I even yeah. read a couple of those books, if I'm being honest with you. I read oh, wow. the first one. I read the first one. Yeah. I, I think, think I gave up like soon like two i saw i did like two books and two movies and i was like then i just said to my sister sarah tell me what happens i just want to know i don't want to i don't want to get just tell me what happens (laughs) so kate we like to ask yeah well we like to ask all of our guests what is your personal personal paranormal history um okay great so i've been thinking a lot about this since you asked me um, I'm looking at my notes in my phone really quickly. I um, do appreciate a guest that make, takes notes and prepares. <laughs> well, I was like, okay, what can I share here? Um, uh, so I think it starts from like little things like this just happened Monday where I was what? driving and I thought of an old friend uh, that I hadn't talked to in a long time. And then I, the next time I picked up my phone, I had received a text from her. So I have like mm. that kind of thing that happens a lot where... I'll call someone and they'll be like, I was just thinking of you or vice versa. Um, and then I get a lot of deja vu, which I don't know if you would count that or not. Yeah, I know that there I think are so. Some. Okay. Okay, cool. Cause I was looking up, I was reading in scientific American, like the theories on that. So I'm like, maybe. Ooh. Oh, really? What, what were they saying? I mean, um, cause I, th- well, I, th- I think it's still pretty much an unexplained type of phenomena, <laughs> isn't it? But what did scientific American have to say about it? <laughs> now I'm self-conscious. I'm like, well, maybe I shouldn't have. No, no, no. Science have to say about it, huh? <laughs> We're tough on science here on this podcast. Okay, yeah. all right. Okay, great to know. Uh, yeah, by the way, no, I, Bryce okay, is tough right, on mind. science. Yeah. Riley and I are pro-science, everybody. Okay, yes. yes. Well, that was my feeling because I was like, I've heard scientific theories, but I'm like, nope. I'm not going with that. But then I was like, Good. maybe I should. I'm, I'm into science and I don't want to be, I don't want to put out there that I don't believe Look, in science. Um, guys, no, aliens are science. Okay. Aliens are science. Bigfoot, whatever he is, it's going to have a scientific answer to it. Okay. Ghosts, whatever the explanation is, science will figure it out. We're all going to figure this stuff out with science eventually. We are pro. Yeah, we're science, just not PCC. there yet. Yeah, I yeah. just, you know, look, I'm not anti-science. I love science. I really <laughs> do. I'm just, I'm anti-reductionist and materialist. And, you know, so I, I, I think everything can't be reduced to, um, 
you know, and just plain Kate, and he has gone into a couple like Twitter beefs with Neil deGrasse Tyson. That's all. That's all we're saying. Oh wow, <laughs> it's happened. <laughs> well, well, I liked. Uh, so a stranger told me, like a a stranger that I was talking to told me what they believe deja vu is. Um, and I just always liked to, to go with that. So I don't know why I picked a stranger, um, but I liked their, that they said they were um, from this Christian group and I'm not particularly religious, but I liked this explanation, which is, you know, they put it as it's God's telling you like you're on the right path and, you know, uh, mm. you know, and so I kind of took that as like, maybe it's the universe, maybe it's something like that. And that brought me comfort um, of like, yeah. okay, where I'm supposed to be. And so I liked like a, that. Like a synchronicitous event when you see like 11-11 on a clock. Type, yeah. Same type stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like that. And then- Well, and yeah, that ties into like thinking of a friend and then, uh, or, or calling a friend and then thinking of you or- that's weird. I've never heard of, of deja vu as being the same as a synchronicity of like, hey, it's just everyone. It's just a little milestone marker on the path to say, mm-hmm. You're, this is the right road. Keep going down this. But I, I like that. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's like lag lag time in the in the simulation matrix. Well, that I think is one of the things that they discuss in this article. They speak of the Matrix, mm. the movie, oh, wow. um, and how they talked about it being a glitch in the Matrix. And so I, I opened the article here, and I think it could be a memory phenomenon. Um, like it's similar to an actual memory, but we can't fully recall it. So it feels familiar and we can't quite place it. And then there are just other theories like it's your, like a new memory going straight into long term memory. Um, hmm which is sort of interesting, but it's, and they say that they recreate deja vu, like in, you know, their labs or whatever. And, oh, it's repeatable I, in a lab setting. Oh, wow. That's cool. But I'm like, how do you do that? That, I, But that, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a scientist, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the good thing about being a reader of an article is you don't have to perform the scientific experiment <laughs> that they're explaining. So that's <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. So don't Very beat yourself true. up. That's fine. Thank you. I don't. Thank you. I can't understand half of what I read in Scientific I, America. I was like, I don't know how you recreate deja vu, but that was. Him. And then the other one that I thought was interesting was that um, maybe it was your brain uh, conducting some. It says an article conducting some sort of some form of conflict resolution, which I thought was interesting, and that mm. maybe could go in with like being on the right path or being at the right place or something like that. Um, that maybe you're making the right decisions, but this is me making it up right now from what I read. Well, totally. Well, it's, it sounds like they're still kind of all over the place. I mean, they have a few pet theories, but nothing they can all agree on. So yeah. like I said, still unexplained phenomena. Yeah. All right, cool. I love it. Cause I, I get it a lot, a lot. Um, wow. That's awesome. Then, yeah. What do you, th- um, what do you think it is? Like what's, what's your personal feeling when you get it? I'm just, I mean, it's really straight because it's all, it happened this afternoon and it's all very arbitrary um, because I was just walking from my kitchen into my living room and looked at my TV and I was like, I've done this before. Yes, exactly that. And so I just go with, I'm in the right place, but I also, yeah, like I'm on the right path or I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Um, I'm just going with that. That's what I'm sticking with (laughs) at this point. But I don't know. The, the concept of it going to a long-term memory, going to long-term memory before short-term memory kind of resonates with me. That's that, I've, I heard that explanation once, 
And I was like, that that tracks because, you know, brains are weird. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It is. It's like remembering something as you're experiencing it, mm-hmm. um, which would explain that feeling. But I still Bryce, I don't know. Riley, I don't know about you guys. And Kate, I'm interested. Like a, a lot of times when I have deja vu, I feel like. It's not that I lived it before, but I go, oh, I think I had a dream about this. I think I dreamt Mm -hmm. this moment. Yes, that's what I feel, too. Like, I feel like I had a dream about it. And then it's happening. Well, that's certainly certainly possible. I mean, there's a lot of books about dreams that kind of state, you know, people have this innate ability to move forward in their own timeline through dreams. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's, uh, you know, so... Yeah, that that makes sense to me as well. Sort of uh, having a dream about something and then you're actually reliving it. Um, mm-hmm. Strange, or it could be right. Like we live, we live these infinite lives over and over again, and at certain cross sections, we take, you know, we make different choices and we and we, you know, do different and with different outcomes. And it's just déjà vu is like us at that crossroads, uh, taking a different way. Mm. I don't know. That's pretty out there. I mean, you might be right. I don't know. It's strange. And I, I don't know. I don't know how they could really figure it out. I don't know who can figure it out and how. Right. You know? So I'll take any theory on it. I think the truth is you got you got me all frazzled because you said Scientific American. I'm like scrambling to like make up what I think it is. <laughs> we really I have no, no fucking no fucking clue whatsoever. Well, I did enjoy your strong reaction to science. Okay, good, American. good. You know what? I'm going to go with I don't know. Love it. Love it. <laughs> well, fair enough. I don't know is an okay answer. Yeah. I mean, that's a scientific perspective right there, Bryce, is uh, Thank you. acknowledging that you don't know. That's uh, awesome. the first that's the first step to science, my friend. So That's true. Thank you. That's true. You're on your way. Oh, Bryce, what if at the end of this entire podcast experience, you just turn out to you like become a scientist? This is like your origin story for become, transforming into a scientist. You started oh as a Bigfoot God. hunter and you ended as a scientist. Look, you know, I I just want to say like I I take a scientific pers- perspective in a lot of things, and in, in, in the fact that like I love to try and figure out you know, phenomena and, 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 and mysteries in the world and, and, and form a hypothesis mm-hmm. and try and test it. You know, mm-hmm. that's the problem with a lot of this paranormal stuff is it's never repeatable, uh, especially in a lab type setting. That's why they can't pin it down or put it in a yeah. box. And that's why most scientists just won't touch this stuff. Cause it's just, it doesn't listen to us when we try to pin it down and, and, and make it repeatable. You know, it's yeah. spontaneous, it's spontaneous. It's spontaneous it has a trickster element to it and uh and almost sort of like a a a precognitive sentience in other words it it knows what we're going to do before we do it you know Mm -hmm. well that you are also literally leading a scientific research team on television (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah there is that yeah using scientific technology yeah. yeah yeah that's right yeah good good yeah so there's that too <laughs> just say it kate any yeah. ghost activity in your life as someone who i'm gonna already pin as maybe psychically sensitive have totally. you ever had like a haunted experience or feeling like you're getting messages from the other side yes um, yes 
And so this is this is where I so I picked a couple of stories that feel not as that interesting because some of the others feel too personal <laughs> right, to share. That's you know what I mean? Totally. Um, Listen, I just want to let you know that's <laughs> totally OK. You're also in a safe space. It, so cool. share whatever you want. Cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah. So the, I, I guess it's the main thing is that it's a feeling like I don't to my knowledge. I don't think I've seen a ghost, but I feel like I felt presence some sort of presence. Um, so the first one, um, which feels, well, uh, which one do I choose? Uh, so I used to work at Bar Marmont, uh, which was part of the Chateau Marmont many, many years ago. Um, yeah. And there, so the building had two parts and one part was as old as the Chateau. It was like m- built in the 1920s. And so bartenders, managers, all of them would tell me that there's this woman that haunts this part of the bar. And, um, you know, I remember one bartender told me a story of like a bottle of liquor flying across the room that I think she liked to flirt with the guys and hated women. And I don't want to put that on her. <laughs> like, I don't want to put that very like sexist, you know, assumption on yes. her, but, <laughs> um, but so I, re- so they told me these stories, like whatever. So this one side of the bar would be closed on like slower nights, like on a Monday night, there wouldn't be when there wouldn't be as, wouldn't be as many people. And so it was dark. Uh, it was closed, but that's where our manager's office was. So I remember hearing these stories. And then the reason this sticks out to me is because this, ha- this happened maybe months later, ages later. And I had been in this part of the bar in the dark by myself a million times, never thought about it, not scared, didn't care. Um, and I remember just one night I went into that area uh, to find my the manager and he wasn't in the office. And all of a sudden I got scared, like, like run, like this, something oh, like wow. get, get out of here. And I just like hightailed it out of there. And it just sticks out to me because it feels anticlimactic. It feels boring to me to tell that story. But all I can think is that I had never been scared. I had never felt one way or the other being in that room until right in that moment when I was right in that area where she supposedly hangs out. So that's one that has stuck with me for many, many years. What time of, cause I'm assuming Bar Marmont uh, closes pretty late in the evening. Do you remember what, around what time this was? I don't remember. I know that it was dark outside. Um, okay. If I had to guess, I would say like early evening. I don't think it was particularly oh, late or anything. Twilight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Is that a callback, like Michael? I'm saying sounds like maybe you're a little more into Twilight than you originally let on, Kate. <laughs> That's why I told the whole story. <laughs> to, to let you guys know that. Bravo. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's one. And it's just, that's the best I can say is I got a feeling and I got scared and I wasn't thinking about being scared. Cause you know, sometimes I can creep myself out and when I'm in a place alone in the dark or something, but that just stuck out to me as like this like gut feeling of you have to get out of here. Um, so I don't know if that was her, you know, not liking me being in her space right in that moment. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the other one, which I don't think is, I, I don't know, it's just another weird one, is <laughs> um, it's happened a couple years ago where I just was like watching television and I was like, is that my coffee maker? And my coffee machine had just turned on. Oh, um, no. 
yeah, <laughs> that's how I felt. And I turned it off and I was very weirded out. And I can't remember if it happened again the next night or if it happened again later that night. But it happened twice. And I immediately Googled, why would my coffee machine turn on <laughs> without me turning it on? <laughs> and and was, just ghosts come up. Oh, yeah. Zool. <laughs> ghosts. That was it. Interesting. It, it just said, there is only Zool. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, there, the, the, it could have been a short circuit. That's all I know. But it only happened that time and never again. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't have... I don't know where this comes from, but I, if I think there's a ghost, I try to say something like I try to say, um, you know, something along the lines of like, Hey, I know you're here. I'm sorry if you're going through something. I, I, I'm not able to help you right now. Cause I know at that time oh, wow. I was going through something. Yeah. Like, so like you can be here, but I can't, I'm not going to be able to do anything for you right now. <laughs> and so I kind of did that and that's my, I don't know if that's anything, um, th- but it never I happened. I think that so, is something, right? That yeah, it sounds like you've had that acknowledgement. Some, yeah. some spectral <laughs> education, Kate. I mean, like, that's how you are. That's a, I think, that's a thing, right, Michael? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's how you handle this stuff. You go, hey, I get it. You're here. Either, <laughs> and then it's either like, welcome, hang out. I will, be, like, that happened to me when I was staying in oh. my friend's apartment in New York years ago. She warned me. I sublet her place for a couple months and she warned me. She was like, hey, this place is haunted, just so you know. And I was like, cool. Thanks for letting me know <laughs> after I agreed to pay you uh, to live here. And it was like Upper East Side, tiny old apartment. Like, this is one of those where, like, the bathroom is in the kitchen. It's, you know, it's like, it's wild. Uh, there was a, a door at least separating the toilet from the sink, but. <laughs> um, but she kept she had a Folgers coffee can uh, full of pennies on her. Uh, she was in charge of the. She was actually responsible for the current penny shortage. Um, <laughs> but no, she had this Folgers coffee can sitting on the kitchen counter. And I remember I had, was getting dressed in the bedroom and then walked into the living room and to get there, cause it was like a track train apartment, track apartment. Mm-hmm. I walked through the kitchen. And as soon as I passed that penny jar, that can of pennies, it fucking fell off the shelf <gasps> and, sh- no. and the pennies went oh, no. everywhere. No, like, yeah. like this thing sh- was heavy. It was like eight pounds of pennies. Those are haunted and- pennies, bro. Classic yeah, haunted pennies. That's a classic I, haunted classic. penny jar. Mm-hmm. That's a C P H classic. Wait, C H P classic. 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 Yeah. C H P J, baby. But um, I, I remember being like, okay, okay. Cause I think I'd had a couple like little chills in here and there. But then I was like, all right, hey, sorry, my name is Michael. I'm 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 Eve's friend. I'm staying here for at least a month or two. I'm not going to get in your way. Don't worry. I'm a nice guy. And then like mm. nothing happened after that. You know, She's like I always try and use exact change. <laughs> yeah. I don't want, I don't I want any trouble. <laughs> I appreciate you trying to get rid of all these pennies. Um, Whenever I yeah, find a so- penny, I always pick it up. So it's like either that or it's like, in the name of Jesus Christ, please leave. Or it's like, I can't help yeah, you. You know, too. I think I think you yeah. do the right thing. You acknowledge and, and let go. Catch and release. 
you know. Thank you. Yeah, that's what I try to do is be respectful. I don't really know what's going on. Something now my now my cat's doing the thing that he likes to do, which is stare at the wall with big white eyes. Um, that's the oh, other that's time. Cr- that that's I'm always like, creepy too. I hate it mm-hmm. so much. I hate it. Um, and he's doing it. Well, he stopped. Now, but but this, it sounds like this stuff is sort of in your wheelhouse, like growing up or maybe because, you know, we get guests that are like, I don't believe in any of this stuff. But like, mm. it sounds like you're already coming from a place or you're coming from a place of like acknowledging that the idea of the realm of the spirits or ghosts is a possibility. Yeah, definitely. I mean, in the stuff that I like maybe feels too personal to share. I'm like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I have to, as much as I try, I try to reason it out. I really try really hard when this stuff happens to figure out some sort of logical thing. And I think now I'm just trying to like lean into, lean into it and be like, maybe it is, you know, something from another realm, some, someone from another dimension. I don't know. I mean, yeah. maybe you know. you're like sensitive and like maybe you have some potential medium powers. Maybe, 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 maybe not. Mm. I don't know. What do you think if you could say, OK, here's what I think ghosts or spirits or whatever. Like if you were to like take a shot at it like you would deja vu, what do you think that other realm is? Oh, wow. I And this obviously can be off the top of your head. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like. What do you think? I don't, I think it's something that I can't imagine. That's the first thing that comes into my mind is like, you know, someone operating in a space that I can't see that maybe Mm -hmm. I can feel, but I can't see, I can't really know what that is. I could be like a really beautiful, amazing place. It could be, you know, still my apartment. It could be in another dimension or it could be, I don't know. Um, but I, I'm curious because I think that there are, you know, feelings on the other side that do feel a little bit scarier, a little bit angrier, and Mm. I I don't know what they're going through. Um, and then I felt, you know, some things that feel really peaceful. Um, so even things that are funny. So I don't, I don't know. Ooh, I like that. I like the funny stuff. Yeah, a ghost with a sense of humor is yeah. like that's a real icebreaker, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? absolutely, yeah. absolutely. You never hear about aliens with senses of humor, really. <laughs> <No>. You know, <laughs> no. that's why I, I don't I'd know, rather... man. Uh, remember that in J- J- Joe Simonton, the, the the space cakes, the aliens uh, made Joe some pancakes. That's kind of a sense of humor. Yeah, but that means like that means like the chef at the. The chef at like the corner diner is is funny. That's not necessarily true. He's just doing his <laughs> yeah. job. He's just making. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, good point. It's cute. It's cute out of context, <laughs> but you know he could have just been like a that could have been a UFO space truck, a food truck. You yeah. know who knows? There's a there's a famous case, Kate, where uh, a saucer landed on this guy's farm and uh, and and they asked for water and he went to go get him some water and when he came back they were cooking on a grill inside their spaceship and making space cakes they gave him one and what? uh and then they, and then they shot off he actually tasted one and then he kept some and he called the sheriff's department and the sheriff's department came they found the indentations on the ground and then they sent the space cakes to the food and drug administration and they ran tests on these things and you know the space cakes oddly enough contained no salt and oh. uh but other than that they were just 
you know, but pretty... the no salt is important because salt is one of the things that like the fae, the fairy folk don't like. Yeah. So, oh, right. so if if you're going to equate aliens to the fae, the fairy realm, which we often do, we like to Ooh. do here on the BCC, then that kind of adds up that there wouldn't be any salt in those pancakes. Yeah, but such a strange, like, and and talk about, you know, a sense of humor, or at least a strange aspect that makes us laugh about some of this strange stuff. That's got to be it, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Well, Kate, we have a game that we like to play with all of our guests. Okay. I'm going to go down a list of phenomena. Mm -hmm. If you're open to it, you're going to say, believe it. Okay. If you're not open to it, you're going to say bullshit. Okay. If you're somewhere on the fence, pick the closest one to the side of the fence that you're on, okay? Yeah, you okay. get off that fence. For for uh, <laughs> for a podcast that is very non-binary, this is a very binary game. And now I'm realizing this might be problematic. But it's just a little bit of a, of a test uh, that okay. you have no chance of failing. This is a okay. game that we like to call Bullshit or Believe It. All right, Kate Comer, on your mark, mm-hmm. get set, ghosts. Believe it. UFOs. Uh, believe it. Bigfoot. Uh, bullshit? ESP. <laughs> You're doing great, by the way. You're doing Believe great. It. ESP. Believe great. it. Shadow, shadow people. Oh, I don't know what that is. It's like a mood. Like people claim to see like people made of shadows walking around their apartment or or late oh. at night. Oh, well, now I'm terrified. Um, but yeah, probably believe yes. it. <laughs> now I'm upset, but I believe it. Yeah, it's it is one of the most upsetting <laughs> things on this list. Unicorns. Oh, believe it. Alien abductions. Believe it. Yeti. Uh, uh, there's some things that I just haven't thought a lot about, but I, since I have to pick a side, I guess I'll say bullshit, but with great. a question with your, mark. Okay. Great. Go with your gut that you're doing great. Mothman. Okay. okay. I don't know what that is either. It's Sorry. like an interdimensional entity that hung around West Virginia for a couple months in 1967. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know come what? on. You know what? That's my bad. That's my bad. Um, I believe it. <laughs> Out of body experiences. Believe it. Tarot cards. Uh, believe it. Demonically possessed dolls. Oh, believe it. The healing power of crystals. Um, believe it. An alien spacecraft crashed at Roswell. Believe it. Loch Ness Monster. I'm going to go with believe it, I think. Atlantis. Bullshit? Haunted Houses. Believe it. Skunk Ape. I don't know what that one is either. Well, you just unlocked a secret ah, game within a game. Bryce, going. get ready. <laughs> oh, no. Damn. Bryce, get, get ready. We'll play it after this. The Jersey <sighs> Devil. Right. Uh, believe it. The Biblical Devil. Um, oh, I'm afraid to say, but I kind of think bullshit. Speaking to the Dead. Believe it. Mermaids. 
Um, uh, bullshit, I think. The government is hiding the truth about Sasquatch. <laughs> believe it. Past nice. lives. Uh, believe it. Life on other planets. Believe it. Life after death. Uh, I th- I think believe it. Yeah. Wow, believe it. you did a gr- you did great. Nice, nice did great. Done. Well done. Well Thank played. You. Thank you. Let's circle back on a couple of these before we move on to the next hidden game. Okay. Um, so unicorns believe. <laughs> I, I you're like Bryce. This Good is uh, where's that come from? I think I just like them. I like Great. them. <laughs> Simple. Yeah. I think that I think that's too, a good Kate. yeah, good reason to believe in something. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Sounds like you may have had some experience with demonically possessed dolls. Um, I I haven't personally, but I have a lot of friends who post their <laughs> eBay finds about them, and they look demonically. <laughs> And they're very scary to me, and I won't watch any of those movies about that. Oh, yeah, and, oh, okay, yes, I guess I I don't, this the fucking, I don't know if I'm allowed to curse on this, but Child's yeah, Play, sure. Child's Play, oh, that so movie, great. like, ruined my life. Because I saw, same, yeah, 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 same. I'm telling you, I believe in all this stuff, but horror movies, even, like, I saw that when I was 11, and I was, I had a doll that I felt looked enough like Chucky that I would just set it outside my bedroom door. I wouldn't, I didn't get rid of it, but I just set it outside of my bedroom, <laughs> and I was like, I, I don't want mm-hmm. this here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they very, they, that upsets me. I don't, and I've, yeah, but no, no personal experience. I mean that's personal enough, honestly. That's yeah. I knew that I knew that we touched upon something, is all I'm gonna say. <laughs> they they feel very upsetting to me. Yeah. Um, okay, so you unlocked a secret game by mm-hmm. asking or saying, I don't know what skunk ape is. Okay. Um, so this is Bryce's job. I'm gonna put job 60 now. seconds on the clock, and he is going to use whatever tools he has to okay sell you skunk ape to make you believe in skunk ape okay Okay. we can do this together kate okay this is a this is a game called 60 seconds to sell skunk ape (laughs) okay all right yep bryce okay uh on your mark get set sell skunk ape you know i just want to start by saying i too believe in unicorns (laughs) Now, Kate, if you have a search bar near you, if you could go to it and just type in skunk ape or Mayaka skunk ape, M-Y-A-K-K-A skunk ape. A couple photos should come up. Is this a Florida thing? This is a Florida thing. This, this, but you know what? All this is is Florida's Bigfoot. That's it. Oh. And it smells and it oh. stinks. And sometimes it has a white stripe down its center or its back. 30 and seconds. it's known as okay. the skunk ape. And people so, all over the Southeast report seeing these creatures, these hairy bipedal creatures that stink. And uh, and they leave footprints and they're seen in the swamps. And, and they're real. Let me tell you. Seconds, 15. Uh, I don't know if you saw the pictures yet, but... Um, uh, one should cut nine. Hold on. Eight. Because okay. there's another aspect. Leave of the this. pictures. Five, leave the pictures. Go with four, your heart. We can three, do this. Two, one. Time is up. Kate. Okay. So Bryce is not allowed to say Bryce is not allowed to say anything else, but you can ask your questions. So here's what I'm gonna tell you. I am from okay. this town and I have camped at Mayaka State Park 
and <gasps> walked in the dark. Yes. Whoa. That's why I was like, is this a Florida thing? <laughs> because I've been there. And I Okay, Bryce. I, Bryce, I'm going to say just first. because this is a like this customer like this is good. This is good for Bryce. <laughs> yeah. Just you yeah. and me listeners, Riley, you can listen in on this. Kate, don't listen to this. Okay. okay Bryce, she's from Mayaka, all right? Yeah. You can close this deal, okay? <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to just step away from the clock. I'm going to pretend it's it's still going. Okay. I, I want you to close this, okay? We ABC, can sell Bryce. this. Yeah. Always be it, always be closing. Oh, A B S A. Always be always skunk be ape. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna do, do a this. trial okay. close on her right now. Let's do this. I, I mean, Kate, okay, great. you've been there. You've heard about these creatures, so it only makes sense that they exist. Wouldn't you agree? Okay, you're coming in a little hot, Bryce. A little <laughs> hot. As <laughs> a classic <laughs> standard <laughs> trial close. Standard Back trial on. close. Okay, she's sorry. from Mayaka. Be a, be like appeal to okay. where she comes from. Appeal to her nostalgia. There you go. Right. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay strong, deep breath. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> takes you back there, doesn't it? Oh, son of a bitch. I mean, I'm. So this is what's. So I'm from Sarasota, which is like right by my. That's State crazy. Park. Yeah. I've camped there. I've gone out looking for gators in the middle of the night. <laughs> when well, camping. you're braver than most. It Holy was, cow. I, it's very, that was a, a young middle school Kate uh, camping experience. I, I'm going to have to think about this. I'm so sorry. I really wanted to, because I don't understand why I've, I've never heard of this. Um, you know, I, I'm really surprised you haven't heard of this. That's kind of shocking. Look, if you need more time, you <laughs> should check out uh, a past catalog where I did a story of high strangeness on the skunk ape. It's episode... Oh, we did one, um, BCC, an episode number 19, Mayaka Skunk Ape with wow. Adam Marcinowski. We wow. also did number 147, Selling Skunk Ape with Dr. Maria Mayer, a famed primatologist. Oh. We can get you there, and we're going to give you the time okay. you need. I mean, and I'm, I'm going to check in with my like people I grew up with. To Yeah, you should. I'm going to look Absolutely. into this. I'm going to definitely... I don't know why I wouldn't have heard of this being from there. So, Kate, we look forward to building this relationship with you. (laughs) Hearing back later, we will check in soon. Okay. Unfortunately, Bryce, I feel like you failed to sell Skunk Cape in sixty seconds, so you have lost this game. She's Uh, on my Rolodex, though. We're gonna we're gonna come back. back. We're gonna come back. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, We're gonna come back to it. You handed out an application, and she might (laughs) fill it out. That's 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 good, but you know, we really needed you to close, Riley. Uh, do you want to fire him or do I have to? I don't want to. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! I didn't you know, know there uh, would be repercussions. Well, he's yeah. the owner's nephew, so oh, right, oh, right, it's right, going right. to be difficult. Okay. It's good. You know what? Let's let's keep this. Let's. She knows other people in Florida, so I think this is good for us. Okay. Yeah, I think there's a couple a things that, play. like, I didn't know about, like, when the whole Tiger King hap- thing happened. I didn't know that. Um, Carol Baskin's place was like 45 minutes away. Like I'd never heard of it. So I don't know what I missed growing up. I mean, Florida's weird. So I saw, I knew plenty of other totally. things, but, um, <laughs> Man. but, but I'm going to look into this. Yeah. You got your own homegrown beast right in the, in the yeah. old backyard. Yeah. It's Love blowing it. my mind right now. All right. Well, you take a look at that research. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, it's time for this week's story of high strangeness with Kate Comer. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. All right, we're back with Kate Comer. Uh, skunk ape, newly christened skunk <laughs> ape enthusiast. Um, you've got our mm-hmm. card. Get back to us whenever you can. Uh, I will. Bryce, the pressure's back on you, though, buddy, because it's your <laughs> turn to tell a story of high strangeness. What do you got for us for this uh, wonderful season of Wet Hot Alien Summer 2, <laughs> Summer Abduction? Well, if Kate doesn't think I'm already a little off my rocker, this really <laughs> ought to seal the deal. Um, but, you know... As I was originally writing this, I just wanted to give a shout out to Riley because I was listening to his late night cosmic ride, an impromptu late night synth fueled one on one hang with him that he recently posted on our Patreon. And I got to tell you, you guys, Club Scouts, if you've ever just been thinking on whether you want to try our Patreon out for just five bucks a month, then this is what should send you over the edge because he really created something special. So if you haven't already, Go on that journey with him, with us, on the other side of patreon.com slash Bigfoot Collectors Club. Okay, so, Club Scouts, we are fast approaching the end of summer, and with that comes the end of Wet Hot Alien Summer. And I ask you, what would Wet Hot Alien Summer 2 Summer Abduction be without ever having seen a UFO for yourself? Well, I'm going to see if we can do something about that. Which is why I'm dedicating this week's story of high strangeness to a subject close to my heart. Summoning UFOs! Yeah! That's right. Think of this week's high strangeness as a how-to of sorts. A DIY of UAP. You're welcome in advance. The idea of summoning UFOs is as old as, oh, I don't know, maybe the mid-90s? I'm not quite sure about that. <laughs> but <laughs> I'll tell you what I am sure about. When it comes to summoning UFOs, there are three people in particular that come to my mind. Prophet Yahweh, Robert Bingham, and of course, Stephen Greer. Let's take a look at these saucer summoners and see what we might be able to learn. We'll start with Prophet Yahweh, or Ramon Watkins as his parents knew him. Ramon was a Las Vegas resident who says 
that he had been summoning UFOs at will and in secret for the better part of 30 years. He says he learned how to do it after having read the Bible's Old Testament in Hebrew. Ever since discovering this incredible ability, he's been going by the name Prophet Yahweh. But he decided to let the cat out of the bag when he came on an ABC affiliate for a Las Vegas news station aptly called Channel 13 Action News Live at 11 that he caught the world's, or at least the internet's, attention. Action reporter Mike Delastrito answered the call to investigate. Now, making sure so as not to be fooled, Delastrito picked the date, the time, and the location to meet Prophet Yahweh, giving him the chance to prove his abilities. Upon meeting him at the location, Yahweh stated, These beings are here. They're here. They're just sitting right up there. Watkins says the voice in his head told him to go public now, which is why he contacted the news station. So standing in a public park, Yahweh begins to pray, hands raised. I pray on Yahweh to send a sighting so that they know that I am not mentally ill, that I am not a false prophet by those who seek to kill me, say I am. And as if on cue, the reporter shouts, I I see something straight up. I got it. I got it, the cameraman says as he locks it in. And there it is. It's plain as day, an orange sphere in the sky maneuvering strangely above. Telestrito and his cameraman are so shocked, he decides to call his boss to tell him that he's got a change in the story. Which is kind of funny, assuming his original story was, Crazy person claims to summon UFOs. Although, now this guy's not looking so crazy after all. Michael? It's going to Nellis Air Force Base. It wants to be seen. Says Prophet Yahweh. And with that, the segment is pretty much over. Back to you, Steve and Trish. And Trish looks a little dumbfounded, to be sure. She doesn't know what the hell just happened. So she tries her best to ground the segment by saying, Well, if anyone can tell Mike what that was, please call in. To which her co-anchor Steve guffaws, You mind if we play some UFO Files theme music? (laughs) 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 And you know what? Don't worry, Club Scouts. We're going to be sure to post a link to the actual news segment so you can see the odd spectacle for yourself. If I could just interject here. I've seen this, and it's awesome. I remember seeing this like shortly after it happened, and it is really fucking cool. (laughs) It's strange. Yeah. Strange, strange. Yeah. Let's move on to Robert Bingham. Robert, who has been seeing things in the sky for some time, when he was 39, he looked skyward and noticed a worm-shaped ship about 20 feet tall zipping through the clouds. After that, unusual things kept popping up around him, or above him, rather. He saw a saucer and some flying objects shaped like beans next, and he snapped a picture. He kept his sightings mostly to himself, But all that changed in 2010, when his neighbor came over to do some plumbing work. Mr. Bingham showed him his photo book collection of aerial phenomena, and the neighbor asked if he could invite his brother, who was very interested in UFOs, and Robert said, Sure. I'm a... Oh. Ah. Oh, that's all right. (laughs) In awe of what they saw, they asked if they could invite more people, 40 more, actually. And that was when the first meeting of what became known as Summoning Events with Robert Bingham. 
Mr. Bingham, 62, an unassuming man who works as a security guard and describes himself as shy, has become the nexus of a community of UFO hunters in Los Angeles. Fervent believers who come together to share their stories and persuade skeptics that extraterrestrial communications aren't just a conceit for television shows. Robert Robert Bingham can often be seen in Sycamore Grove Park in South Pasadena, California, looking at the skies. I might, I might just have to go meet him there one day. He insists he's not just looking out for UFOs, but he's summoning them telepathically. How, you may ask? Well, Robert says he just looks into a beautiful blue sky, concentrates on one area, and then telepathically tells them to arrive, stating, I'm a summoner. I, I bring in UFOs and I interact with UFOs. I, I also interact with Bigfoot, I interact with ghosts, but, but mostly UFOs. The government believes me, <laughs> oh believe me, they, <laughs> they believe me. Well, I believe you too, I Robert. saw a beam fly once, <laughs> and a worm was wiggling around above That's enough, my, Robert. Above That's enough, Robert. We I'm don't sh- want to see your photo book, Robert. We're I'm good. Sh- I'm not, I'm shy, I'm shy. <laughs> and last but not least is the notorious Dr. Stephen Greer, emergency physician from North Carolina turned UFO leader and organizer. Kate, have you ever heard of Stephen Greer? Do you know who he is? No, I don't think so. Okay, well, he's got a few movies out on iTunes about the UFO phenomenon. One of the big players. One of the big, big players in UFO. Now, when Stephen was just eight years old, he witnessed an unidentified flying object at close range, which inspired his interest in ufology. Greer moved to the forefront of the field when in May of 2001, he held a press conference at the National Press Club in Washington, D.C. that featured 20 or more retired Air Force, Federal Aviation Administration, and intelligence officers all coming forward about their direct knowledge of UFOs. After that, Greer founded C-SETI, or the Center for the Study of Extraterrestrial Intelligence, as well as the Disclosure Project, which seeks the disclosure of alleged classified UFO information from withholding government agencies. And it wasn't long after that that he developed his signature move, known simply as CE5, or Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. Now, this was defined by Greer as human-initiated contact and or communication with extraterrestrial life. The term builds on existing UFO terminology coined by the late great astronomer Dr. J. Allen Hynek. To refresh your memory, or in case you didn't know, a close encounter of the first kind is a visual sighting of a UFO. A CE2, or close encounter of the second kind, is a UFO event in which a physical effect is alleged. Your car suddenly dies, impressions are left in the ground, etc., close encounter of the third kind, as you probably know from the movie, means any contact with an extraterrestrial. Now, CE4 is a UFO event in which a human is abducted by a UFO or its occupants. Now, this type was not included in Hynek's original close encounter scale. However, Dr. Hynek's esteemed associate Jacques Vallée argued in the Journal of Scientific Exploration, there's a synchronicity, that the fourth kind should also refer to Cases when witnesses experienced a transformation of their sense of reality. 
so as to also include non-abduction cases where absurd, hallucinatory, or dreamlike events are associated with UFO encounters. Like the time and then of course that we, a bag of Jelly Bellies yeah, just yeah. floated above my bed. That's right, and then, Robert. That's and when right. I tasted them, they were all popcorn flavored. <laughs> Strange indeed, Mr. Verify. <laughs> And, of course, that leaves us with Greer's CE5, a UFO event claiming direct communication between aliens and humans initiated by us humans. And that's exactly what he did. Armed with a cornucopia of hardware, high-powered halogen lights, radar detectors, walkie-talkies, still in video cameras, Greer and his followers gathered in the cover of dark on mountaintops, fields, and woods, where they beamed photons and positive energy into the inky Greer claims an astonishing success rate at calling in these UFOs, and he says he scored dozens of sizings in countries all over the Western Hemisphere. And Greer is confident in his abilities and boldly vows that by the turn of the century to have a full-on landing where a C-SETI team member goes on board. The turn of what century? Like another (laughs) 75 years? I mean, and with technical jargon like primary and secondary vectoring, translation, waving and blinking a flashlight, and a data-rich, confirmed, close-range, multi-witness, interactive encounter, how can you not believe him? Don't answer that, Michael. (laughs) Now that we've learned about some of these saucer summoners, let's see if we can't sum up and surmise some of their techniques so that we can have our own close encounters. Let's start with a quote from American self-help and spiritual author and motivational speaker, Dr. Wayne Dyer. Quote, you'll see it when you believe it. End quote. And I think there's something to that. As strange as it is, there seems to be something to the idea of belief preceding seeing. So, if I were you, I would start by trying to firm up a strong belief in non-human entities. Next, and probably most (laughs) obvious technique, would be to stake your claim to some clear blue sky and look up. That's right. Get comfy. I recommend sitting or reclining in a chair so as not to get a neck cramp and settle in. I should note here that I'm more of a daytime sider myself, but if you're a nighttime guy or gal, hey, be my guest. Now, for some reason, this next part seems to be kind of important. Really focus in on that patch of sky and try to get in the zone, so to speak. One prominent member of Robert Bingham's group had this to say. Everyone has a different method, but most agree that it's similar to meditating. Some say they feel physical sensations when they do it. Look, the most important thing is to focus. That's right. Now... Let them know you're here. Send out a telepathic message. I am here. Or maybe something along the lines of, Show yourself to me now! And if you really want to get technical, try Greer's method of vectoring them in, which is a way of telepathically sending out a homing beacon from where you are into deep outer space. To help you aid in this, might I recommend going on Google Earth, where you can enter your address or place of summoning And then slowly zoom out until you're in deep outer space. Now just imagine sending out a signal opposite to that and mentally zoom slowly back into your exact spot. There you go. I like that. I gotta bring my laptop to the park. 
<laughs> there you go. You've got it. Wait a minute. What, what is that? There, there's something up in the sky. It's weird. Looks like a little sphere giving off its own ambient light. There's no blinking lights on it. It's not moving in a straight line like a satellite would. There's no strings attached that I can see. It doesn't appear to be a Mylar Batman balloon. And it's definitely not making any noise like a drone would. Congratulations! You just summoned a UFO! I know you can do it. Now don't forget to take a picture of it with your high-powered 50 times zoom lens and send it to Bigfoot Collectors Club at gmail.com. Also... Bigfoot Collectors Club is not responsible for any abductions or unwanted encounters that may incur. The views expressed in this week's story of High Strangers are those of the author exclusively and cannot be guaranteed. Group summonings may incur additional fees and charges. <laughs> wow. Fascinating stuff, Bryce. <laughs> there you go, Kate. What, what do you make of that? What do you make of this idea of people being able to, I don't know, summon up a strange UFO? Well, I guess I would say first I'm very new to I don't have a lot of experience in the world of UFOs. Um is how I'll start. Um I <laughs> this is such a cop out answer, but I'm like anything's possible, I guess. Hey, I love it. Yeah. Thought. Yeah. Um You know, like Michael said, there's that and I'll say, we'll send you the link, but you mm-hmm. watch that guy in that park and you just the the cameraman even is like what the fuck i mean there's just like some little dot in the sky sort of lazily moving about it's just yeah. it's so strange and i've seen stuff like that myself i can't say exactly what it was but it mm-hmm. always seems to have a sense of like that it's just like it's just for you it's very strange well i guess my question would be what do you think like why do you think the extraterrestrial life would respond to that like what what motivates them i guess is my first well i mean i guess you would have to break that up into a if these in fact are extraterrestrials then perhaps their you know space time is not a limiting factor for them and and neither Mm -hmm. are thoughts in other words they can basically telepathically receive anybody sort of sending out a message to them Mm-hmm. Uh, even as far as deep outer space, you know, and, mm-hmm. and come in and say hi. Okay. Or there's this idea that perhaps, you know, the person doing it or the observer is, is playing an integral part of this sort of co-relationship that's happening. Is, is this, is the person summoning manifesting at them themselves? And it's just some sort of you know, uh, unconscious projection that, that, that has taken a physical, uh, you know, material existence. I, I don't know, you know, mm-hmm. I really have no idea, uh, what they are. Mm-hmm. Michael, what do you think is, is to all this? I have no clue. Um, you know, a few <laughs> weeks back when Marcy and Jess Chardine were on the show, we were talking about how Demi Lovato was doing this with Steve, uh, Stephen Greer and they mm, right. talked about how they summoned a like blue orb that Ooh. was like a healing orb of energy. You know, this could be, I look, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I really don't know what to make of any of this stuff. I don't know if we're talking, this is, it seems like there's some sort of energy conjured up maybe, 
doesn't seem to be like any CSs are up there. I, I'm baffled, I'm open-minded, and I enjoy these stories. That's all I can say. I really, totally. you know what? I have to try this. Um, I feel like I understood step one mostly, and then step two, look at the sky. And then I kind of got lost after that. But, you know, <laughs> if we do this... If we do this BCC jet ski special, I think we're going to have to have a segment where we try to conjure one of these things and find out what happens. That's what I'll oh, say. Oh, most definitely. I, I don't want to knock it before Maybe conjuring from a jet ski will be the key. <laughs> you know? you need, it's, like, it's like in Back to the Future. You need to achieve the right speed first. Yeah, you know, in the water, of course. You know, Totally. 1.81 gigawatts. Um, <laughs> you know, there, there's a chapter in Stephen Greer's book and i read it and it's pretty it's it's long-winded but it's a meditation as to how this do it and it, it it's really you know he used to be a tm teacher and he has some other strange alien encounters uh, that are in his personal repertoire as well that all, have all stemmed from him like going into a deep meditative trance and sending out sort of this universal consciousness and love and invitation and, mm. and so that's where his whole sort of thing has come from and and it, you know, it, it, the last chapter in his book has has sort of the 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 play by play on 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 his meditation. But hmm. I always like the idea of using that that Google Earth because it's really easy to get a crisp image of of zooming into your exact location. You know, and I love that this idea of of sending out a thought of of where you are and and just like a homing beacon right out yeah. into the Milky Way galaxy yeah. and beyond. You know, exactly. Yeah, I mean, in, in all seriousness, there does seem to be some sort of connection between like inner space and outer space and hundred percent like our consciousness. I, it it's ha- it seems like it's more complicated than just like meet computers wandering around on a planet. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there seems like there's something more to it. And, and maybe there is, I don't know. I was talking about this with a friend the other day. Like maybe there's like, okay, so the universe is super old, right? So like someone has invented AI somewhere. And so maybe there is this, god consciousness that's just permeating throughout the universe that keeps seeding biological consciousness so that it can create ai so that it can continue to exist and it's like this feedback loop and and maybe we're just like these these like sort of like fleshy precursors to like building gods you know and so like our, our minds are like connected to that in some way and so we are connected to like deep space because maybe that is where we come from. And so there is something to this whole like meditative state to try to contact some kind of consciousness, Wi-Fi intergalactic Mm Wi-Fi. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. Well, I thought that up at the sky. I thought that Wayne Dyer quote, what was, can you repeat it? If you, yes. uh, To see it, believe it. Yeah. That Uh, makes a lot of sense to me. Just, like, cause I don't, <sighs> I kind of want to try it actually, because I feel like I haven't thought too much about, um, UFOs. Like I believe, but I haven't like, cons- really like, you know, delved into it, but that sort of resonated with me in terms of like, you know, whatever ghosts or whatever these other dimensions or whatever that's coming from. I think the more that I sort of, we sort of, um, believe it and just kind of lean into it and start to maybe not be skeptical or try to explain it, then more will come to us. That I don't, that just made a lot of sense to me to just be yeah. open to it. 
Me too. That quote really struck me. It's so clever too, right? Because it's like, oh, I'll believe it when I see it. And it's like, well, you'll see it when you believe it. And yeah. That's an interesting thing. Yeah. Well, and there there is this idea, and it's, it's more of a darker side, but just in, in thinking about the word summoning, right? It conjures up like thoughts of like, oh, are we... What are we summoning? Are we these things masters? And what's the relationship there? Yeah. You know, and there are a lot of people who sort of more of the stand for the more of the religious fair. They, they, you know, look, some people have equated UFOs to sort of demonic entities, but, uh, you, you know, the whole idea of summoning something is it just has a strange tinge to it, too. I, I, I don't know. That's just know. if you're scared, uh, Western, uh, you know. Uh, you know, like, I, I just think that that's, that's like, that's kind of like the religious system that we come up in. That's like, you can only believe this stuff in the Bible and anything else is bad. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Agreed. Right. Agreed. Hail so. Satan 420. Summon away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's Hail a good place Satan. to end this song. Kate, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, do some research on Skunk Cape. We'll check back I in with will. you eventually. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Okay, um, absolutely. Thanks for having me, by the way. This was yes. great. Oh my gosh, it was an absolute pleasure. I hope oh. we didn't weird you out too much. Not at all. No, I have a lot to think about. Well, we don't know how to summon UFOs exactly, but how can people summon you? Where Where can they find your work? <laughs> um, where can they find my work? Um, I guess... I, I don't know how to I'm like so I'm like ready well, to talk about ghosts I'm prepared to um where do you where can they follow you on social media let's oh, start there thank you thank you for helping me with this um do you can just go to Instagram uh it's Kate Comer that's where I'll I keep I think I do even have like a little highlight with little clips and stuff of my work and um that's where I'll update um you know everything that's going on and I'm gonna probably go to my stories to ask about skunk ape so Oh, we'll love that. Tag us in those nice. for sure. Nice. Okay. Um, I saw a trailer for King Knight. Is it out yet or is it coming out? It's hopefully coming out soon. It just played at Fantasia Festival and then it's going to be at Fright Fest in London this Ooh. tomorrow, um, I guess. Um, and so I think as soon as someone buys it and releases Fantastic. it, then hopefully we'll all get to see it. It's very fun That's and gonna... witchy and weird. Cool. I love it. Yeah. Looks great. Everyone check out <laughs> that trailer, King Knight, on uh, YouTube or wherever you find trailers. Um, boys, anything to plug before we go? Other than our September 15th show, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, go to live.ludo2use.gg slash bcc to pick up tickets. That's the yeah, only plug that. that matters to me. That's yeah. it. That's right. it. That's the one. We're excited about it. All right, come, guys. come join us. Watch yeah. us make this thing live. You're just going to watch yeah. us do this live, and we're going to have a fun episode. We're going to close out Wet Hot Alien Summer. We're hopefully going to have an announcement about the BCC Jet Ski Special. It's going to be a blast. And remember, if you're a Patreon, the only way you're going to see this video is if you join us on the show over there. So come do that. Kate Comer, thank you so much for uh, being a guest. You are uh, you. forever welcome in the hallowed multi uh, multiversal halls of Bigfoot Collectors Club. Oh, thank you so much. For the rest of you guys listening, join us again next week. Until then, good night. And go get regressed.
Bigfoot Collectors Club is produced by Riley Bray. Our theme song is Come Alone by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. If you like the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps get the podcast to more listeners. To support the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash Bigfoot Collectors Club and unlock multiple reward episodes every month. Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible. And if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday. On a summer night, Douglas Wagg Jr. lay motionless across a strip of railroad tracks before being struck by an oncoming train. I'm investigative journalist Delia D'Ambra, and my investigation into exactly how Doug died took me into the depths of a bizarre mystery. It was really hard to understand what was fact and what wasn't. A mystery that has led me from one suspicious death to another. Listen to CounterClock now, wherever you listen to podcasts.